Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live. From Studio 66, it's the Dave Damashek Football Program. Catch it on iTunes or at NFL.com slash Sheck. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Well, well, well. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. As our main man Dick Banks just mentioned there, it is available on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck. Oh, it's a great day for any sports fan. We are coming at you on Thursday afternoon from the West Coast Nerve Center of the NFL here in Studio 66. And uh, I speak, of course, listen, the football season never ends. And that's just about literally true. We've been talking about it nonstop pretty much since the Seahawks dispatched the Denver Broncos with very little effort. There's always something cooking in the NFL. Meantime, though, the collegians, the basketball players, it's March Madness, as you may have heard, and today is the day it tips off. It's, uh, like I say, one of the great days on the sports calendar. Hope it uh, is going well or went well for you, your brackets, all that hokum. We still have uh, we still have Friday to go, and then Saturday and Sunday is going to be terrific, especially for me as a Pitt basketball fan. The Pitt Panthers whipped up on the Colorado Buffaloes by 29 points, Un- uh, a very unusual uh, outcome for anybody who follows that team. But anyway... Let's talk first about pro football with my main man seated directly across from me. Adam Rank is out today in his stead. Guy who I love to kibitz about pro football with. He's one of the best in the world at doing it. All the way back through the Super Bowl era and even prior to that, it's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? What's going on? That's a pretty. I think that might be the most glowing introduction I've ever gotten in my entire life. Is that true? Of all time. I'm sorry for you. Maybe I, I hope this doesn't undercut it, but you, uh, you're a handsome devil, but you do have uh, food stuck in between your two front teeth. It's there. an acai berry. That's my acai blueberry. I don't, I, uh, I, I don't remember asking what kind of food it was. I just was pointing it out to you, you know, and it's still there, by the way. But uh, and behind the glass there, we got our, uh, our producer there, Black Tie today. And Black Tie suggested this to me. He said, listen, there's a lot of hoops going on. People interested in that. It's March, free agency now. So far, you know, Jericho Cotri signs with the Carolina Panthers. Devin Hester goes to the Atlanta Falcons. But for the most part, 
part, it's slowing down. We're keeping our eye on MJD, where he might wind up. Some other big names out there. But for the most part, as this slows down, why not let our hair down, says Black Tie? And why don't we take questions from you, the listener, from the Czech Republic and beyond. So that's exactly what we're going to do. First, though, I want to talk EH. You have a couple of items up on NFL.com as we speak. First of all, it is a Steeler Week in Dynasty Month. Here's the deal at the NFL Network right now and NFL Media in general. It is Dynasty Month. They have identified, and by they, I guess I kind of had a hand in this, although I didn't book the players available. But I think it's pretty clear that if you were to rank out the greatest dynasties in NFL history, or at least in the Super Bowl era, forget that, because I, I, you know where I come down on this. I don't care what happened before 1958 because no one else seemed to either. You know, there, I, I, everything, when people quote Don Hudson's numbers to me, I couldn't care less. I just zone out with that jazz because everybody says the football, uh, that pro football wasn't relevant until the 58 championship game. So why should I pay any mind to anything that happened before it? All right. So that's the point. The Super Bowl starts about a decade later. That's where my interest picks up. And uh, so ranking these dynasties, EH, jump in with me here. If you disagree, not in any order, but it, or in chronological order, in the Super Bowl era, the Green Bay Packers are finishing off their dynasty. You know, mm-hmm. as they win the first two Super Bowls there. Then the next uh, dynasty, well, I mean, a, a, a dynasty that emerges, the Dallas Cowboys. They're a really good team. You know, they're so generally the runner-up to the Green Bay, and then they finally break through. They get the Super Bowl six, and they win Super Bowl seven. And I mean, they, they win. Uh, they go to five. They win six. And the team they, they beat in six, the Miami Dolphins, then becomes the next dynasty. They go right. undefeated, then they win Super Bowl eight. On the heels of that, the Pittsburgh Steelers go four out of six. In the meantime, the Raiders are really good in the 70s. The Cowboys remain good. The Vikings are around, although they never get over the hump. Then there's a little bit of uh, then, then there's a little drop off. Then here come the San Francisco 49ers. Then Joe Gibbs. I don't know that you would call it a dynasty so much as a dominant performance by a coach. He wins three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks and three different starting running backs to boot. Then after that, the early 90s Cowboys, the only uh, franchise in the Super Bowl era to have what you would probably say two you know, distinct dynasties. Right, right. And I guess the Niners were good in the 90s. The Bills, four straight Super Bowls, impressive. It's not the same, though. No. yeah, you, <laughs> Until yeah, you, you get to the Patriots, it's not the same. But uh, just to circle one of those franchises, I think what Joe Gibbs did, even though he's in the Hall of Fame, I think what Joe Gibbs did is still vastly underrated. In the scheme hmm. of things, when we look at NFL history, the Redskins from, from 81 to 92, which is when Joe Gibbs re- was there, were outstanding. I mean, they – they won the Super Bowl in 82, his second year. They had one of the best teams ever to not win the Super Bowl the next year with a plus 46 turnover diff. At, the, is, at that time, it was they were the NFC's all-time best offense. And the only yes. reason I say that not the NFL's best, because I think the Chargers, maybe statistically with Dan Fouts and Air Coriel, were maybe a little, right. uh, were, were uh, uh, just a tick better. Than and if you don't, maybe not, though. I mean, and you don't count football before 1970. The 1950s Rams were insane good offense. But outside of that, then 1987, he wins with basically a, a pitching tandem of Jay Schrader and Doug Williams, which was phenomenal. And your lead tailback being Timmy Smith, 
unbelievable. That might be. What is, well, that's a nice conversation is for maybe not for today so we can really th- uh, sit down and think about it. What is the worst Super Bowl champagne? That might be it. That's, that's, that's definitely one of them. That's got to be in the top three, I think, of the discussion for sure. I mean, the, I think the 2011 Giants can certainly fit in Who's there. the worst team to ever get to a Super Bowl? Is it the is it that Ooh. Arizona Cardinals team that almost beat Pittsburgh? That would be one of them. Oof. How about how about Jake Delhomme's Carolina Panthers? Gosh, but they played so good in that Super Bowl. I know they did. I gave Willie McGinnis the business last week uh, for. I, I said, "What kind of dynasty are the Patriots if they give up twenty nine to Jake Delhomme in the big game?" He had no response. He really had nowhere to go with that. Hey, by the way, while you conjure that, let me uh, say a couple things in self-promotion. Earlier this week on our uh, first podcast of the week, we kibitzed with uh, cornerback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. He had a spectacular yarn about what he was doing when the earthquake hit uh, on Sunday night here in Southern California. We also shot free throws with him. Here's my new project, EH, you should know about. I've decided to take it upon myself to make sure that these, like I say, NFL football, 365 now, man. It ain't it ain't the 50s anymore That's right. where, where pro football was a side gig from your uh, from your main responsibility, a bag and groceries during the week. You know, this is this is for real. You got to stay focused. Sometimes, though, the NFL players, they get a little loose in the offseason. Not anymore. Not not the da- now the Damashek's on the case. I'm offseason training. And so I took uh, Ike Taylor out to keep him not so much physically sharp, but mentally, emotionally sharp. I took him outside. We did a little free throw shooting, you know, just to just to see where he's at, you know, keep his competitive juices flowing. I'm not going to spoil how did it he get turned. burned there too. I'm not. Oh, look who's sassing old uh, our, our pal I, Ike Taylor. I there. shouldn't say that. Ike Taylor had a bad year last year, but he, he was did. he's been phenomenal up until that point. Yes, call me whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me collect. There he is. Hey, he's a funny fella. He's had a great a, career. Yes, he has. You know, he had a tough year last year. He's had a great career. That's so we shot free throws. So look on NFL.com. That'll be up there very soon for your eyes. And while you're at NFL.com, go to NFL.com slash Shaq. Because I kibitzed with one Kevin Costner on Wednesday. And, uh, oh, we had a gay time. We, You know what I did, EH? What, if you had the chance to talk to Kevin Costner, what's the one thing you would want to ask him? How the heck he didn't know that was his dad? playing catcher at the end of Field of Dreams. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, you didn't see him out of his peripheral vision. Well, and wouldn't you be able to spot your old man from 50 yards away, the way he walks, that weird, stupid herniated disc he has in his back? <laughs> you, 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 brought up, you brought up, you got into the same area that I went at the end of it. I asked him a little question, and, uh, and well, actually, Black Tie, you have a little sound from there? Kevin Costner, you want to have a catch? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, I'll have one. You'll have a catch with me? Woo! Yeah. That's doing the show my way. Let's have a catch. I need a ball. Let's have a catch. All right, the lights are my eye. All right, well, we'll go down here. All right. Where are we going to go? I'm having a catch with Kevin Costner. He's a lefty. I, I could spin it. a bunch of goop I'm on from this. Pittsburgh. Maybe draft me, Kevin Costner. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Kevin Costner. April 11th. Draft day in theaters. Ooh, Kevin Costner has a hose. Yeah, he could spin it himself. Oh, we had a great catch. Two fellas, just like Costner and his old man at the end of of, uh, Field of Dreams, Damashek and Costner having a catch with a football. Oh, I was heaven. Ooh, Kevin Costner has a hose. (laughs) Yeah, listen. Didn't he have a mustache in American Flyers? He wasn't that the one where his brother was did sick? I think have he was a mustache yeah. for his brother? Right, he's the older brother. No, he's yeah. the one who gets sick. 
right? I thought it was his younger brother that gets sick. His younger brother's hmm. a better uh, biker. I can't remember. Cyclist. I don't remember either. But, yeah, we talked about all his sports movies, and uh, as you would expect. So so dig that one up at NFL.com as well. Waterworld. Um, we didn't talk Waterworld. No. We didn't get into Waterworld. Um Open Range. Now, there's a good movie, Open Range. He, I, you know, he's done, I think he's done now, including Draft Day, which is the movie he was in there to talk about. The, he plays the GM of the Cleveland Browns. Um, and, but he did, so he's done six sports movies. He must have done that many westerns, too, because well, he did Wyatt Earp, ask you. Silverado. It's time for my favorite segment. Which is? I mean, oh. Open Range. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's let's let's, 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 hey, let's just on. shut it off, because no. we, we have to move no, along here. No, we no, don't. No, we're going to No. We're going to get to Elliot's power rankings. You text me. All right, let's go. Let's go. come on the show. Now, Open Range came out in, like, 03, 04. Open Range? Are you crazy? What about the game? Game that Elliot is speaking of, of course, is uh, is one of my very favorites ever too. Has Black Tie seen it? Black Tie has seen, I think, now four movies in the history of his life. Although he considers Once himself again, untrue, he considers Just himself movies. a cinephile, and yet he's seen nothing. He's Just never seen any movies after ninety movies pre ninety five. Yeah, but you never. Not. But no, you said 96 before, and you never saw Fight Club. 96. That was the most recent one. I do want is. to see Fight Club. He's I never seen I can't see every movie. I'm not, I'm not like you guys. I have stuff to do. I, I, I know, I know. I so, to get to. All right, let's play it with Kevin Costner edition of Has Black Tie Seen It? It's going to be a lot of no's All right, let's one. start up with, don't give any, well, we already know it's going to be a lot of no's. It's always dreams. a lot of no's. Yes. Field of Dreams, how say you, E.H.? You know, I'm going to take a risk here and say he has seen Field of Dreams. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about baseball. He's not going to care about uh, having seen Field of Dreams. I say no. Guys, um, damn, check some evidence. One. <laughs> Boy, a lot of drama. Should, on wait, that. shouldn't I get a ding on that for being right, not a buzzer? The buzz it's, it's is only confusing. if we don't. I, it's, it's either it is right confusing. Or, yeah, it's You're right. confusing. Yeah, but I, as you guys know, I'm also against sports movies in general. I gave I a didn't shout know that. out. I gave a shout out Dances in regards to this once. Dances with Wolves. Sports movies are just the typically the most cliche of them to pull off. It's just I I can't. So wait a second. A I just I, I have to have my list of the reasons why Black Tide doesn't see movies. One is he doesn't like sports movies. He won't see anything that's pre ninety five. He doesn't like Tom Cruise movies, and he doesn't like Brad Pitt movies. Thunder, so he's already. Thunder, I watch Brad Pitt movies. Thunder not, Maps you know. is on replay on some uh, cable station. <laughs> That's uh, another another reason. Uh, uh, so. All right. Well, Elliot brings up the next good one there, Black Tie. How about it? Dances with Wolves, Academy Award winner. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say he has seen it. I'm going no on this all one. Right. If he hasn't seen Field of Dreams, no way. Dances with Wolves. Guys. No chance. <laughs> no chance at all. I thought maybe. I don't know uh, why. So, so the bodyguard of that counts way back in the day. That's a well, pretty ninety two. That's like ninety two, isn't well, it? Well, my sisters were watching it, so I, was ha- I just happened to be in a room. I don't know. All right, I'm let's cut to myself. the chase. Is that the one Kevin Costner picture you've seen? That's not true. I've seen also seen Man of Steel, Wider. Oh, you did see Man of Steel. Yes. See, that's if you want to venture in the superhero genre. Hey, by the way. Uh, Underrated Kevin Costner flick? Yeah. No way out. Underrated? Oh, that to me is his number one. Phenomenal. I'd put that one ahead of Field of Dreams or any other. I think that's his his best picture. I don't think he'd appreciate that because Dances with Wolves is the one he wrote and directed and everything. But, yeah, No Way Out for me is is the best of his his, uh, lineup there. Black Tie. Um... 
so yeah, so let's get into now the Elliott's uh, power rankings here and talk about uh, talk a little football here. Oh, that's what I was going to say though about Kevin Costner. If you haven't gotten enough of the dynamic duo of Costner and Damashek, that's uh, what you can find now is is merely an hors d'oeuvre to the main course because I also talked to Costner, Jennifer Garner, and Dennis Leary, the three stars of the upcoming draft day, and Black Tie will have that for us when next week or so, somewhere around there. Let's let's go with uh, the start of April. I asked. I I'll just tell you this. I asked two powerful questions. One to Jen Garner, who's more handsome, Tom Brady or Ben Affleck? She's only married to one of them, so I was curious to hear what her answer is to that. And two, I asked them because, like you say, Elliot, he's in Man of Steel. Is Kevin Costner? So he's Superman's father. And then Dennis Leary is Spider Man's girlfriend's dead father. Sorry, spoiler, spoiler alert, alert, Black Whoa. Tie. And then, and then Jennifer Garner played Electra, was the boy, was the girlfriend of Daredevil, and I guess now is the girlfriend slash wife of the upcoming Batman. So these are some experts in the That's field of superheroes. That's where they met, by the way. That's Daredevil is where they met. Right, and... right. It's an interesting phenomenon. Most Hollywood couples meet on the worst movies ever. That is really true. They, they rarely is it a great movie that they hook up on. It's always abysmal pictures. Anyway, so I talked to you them. Spider Man, Garfield, and Emma Stone—they're together. I think they still are together, actually. Oh, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, that's a fair uh, to see. Black tie, you know something. I worked on a movie, and I I, uh, I was in a movie, and I didn't I didn't meet anybody. <laughs> are you in draft maybe. day? A lot of a lot no, of our colleagues. Yeah, maybe it's because you got food Universal in between your Soldier teeth. Universal Soldier Two. You know, you were in that one, huh? Yes. Did you meet uh, you meet Drago? <laughs> no, Drago was in Universal Soldier. I wasn't in the good one. Wait, what's this? Universal Soldier I, I, Two. I, I, and I was in Universal Soldier Two. I was a double for Van Damme when I was twenty-four years old. Wow! How has and, this and never we, come up? And we had to do a scene in a in a washroom. And uh, I have to admit, I thought the main girl in the movie was was pretty hot. You know, I I tried to have a little bit of game at the craft services table. Didn't really uh, listen. Didn't really work. Listen, you're obscured by you're eclipsed by Van Damme. He walks into a room. I can't imagine any woman's looking at anything but him. Well, to bring it back NFL, you know who owned the set? Like the guy was like the life of the party was Bill Goldberg, the wrestler hmm. who had played for the Atlanta Falcons and played for Miami, I think University of Miami, or I think he was a Hurricane. Um, I did. I didn't know. I knew he played football. Maybe but, I'm thinking of Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, The Rock also played for. I've seen him. He with, played for University of Miami. Right? Yes, and then Buster Rhymes. I always thought Buster Rhymes, the rapper, 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 was the kick returner from Oklahoma, but it's not. <laughs> no, they're not. I, I really did. I assumed it was the same guy. All right, so we're gonna get to tweets, but I do want to talk about this. Real quick, E.H., you have your power rankings up. It, but like I say, we're a couple weeks now into free agency. We've seen a fair amount of shakeup here, some big-name releases. Some contenders from last season look like they've gotten better. Mm -hmm. Some have fallen back. I feel like a little uh, dark horse named the Arizona Cardinals have, have made a couple of nice little additions to their team, and it, in fact, might now be the second-best team in that very tough division. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about all of it. Who do you have as number one? Unveil the force. Power rankings, mid to late March 2014. EH, take it away. I, I have to go with the Seattle Seahawks, and the reason why is because they, they got done in free agency what they needed to get done, which was re-signing Michael Bennett. Mm -hmm. They let Chris Clemens walk, but the reality is Chris Clemens is getting a little bit old, and Red Bryant, their other defensive end, they let him walk, defensive tackle. The, the thing that concerns me with them is that one of the great things about the Seahawks last year was they had a great line rotation. 
you know, whenever the guys would get tired, they bring in a fresh set of legs. They called it their NASCAR package, and they'd get after the quarterback. They did lose two of those pieces. They may not have been big-time pieces, but you got to have somebody that can step in and at least be viable. That's my only concern with them. But, I mean, really, who did Seattle lose that's really going to hurt them? Golden Tate? Yeah, I mean, I, thought, it's gonna, I mean, it's I heard a little bit. I think that is one of the more overstated signings of the of this year. Is the Golden Tate thing? People are acting as though they've just landed Scottie Pippen to Michael Jordan uh, as Michael Jordan's wingman or something. I and mean, the Calvin Johnson needs some support. I don't know. The Golden Tate is the panacea to that offense. So I thought you- to say the offense isn't already dynamic, but if they put a real threat on the other side, then that offense becomes what, okay, uh, you let's know, just play what the if. Atlanta Falcons of the last couple of years. Or let's something. play what if, going with guys that were on the market. You know the Lions weren't going to spend the money or afford Eric Decker. Mm-hmm. What about James Jones? Would you have rather see James Jones go to yeah. Detroit than Golden Tate? Yeah, I like I like the wheels and the size on James Jones more. A little older. He's a little older than, yeah. than Tate. Um, but you have two very motivated games out of him every year because you're playing in the same division. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I agree with you that Golden Tate might be a little overrated, but here's what I like about the Golden Tate signing is they needed somebody besides Chris sure. Durham. So better Golden Tate than nobody. Uh, secondly, I you know sometimes I don't like it, but you have to admit Golden Tate brings a little bit of attitude. I mean, he, he, he comes to play ball. And, and I wrote true. in the power rankings, he's a little bit of a poor man's Heinz Ward. And it's a fun. That's an interesting comparison. Yeah. I think he's fearless over the middle. He's fearless, period. And he blocks. He will hit you. I mean, he hit Sean Lee so hard a couple years ago. I don't know if you remember that hit, but it was lethal. Just like Ward on uh, Keith Rivers of the Bengals a few years back, mm. if you guys remember that one. Uh, they need somebody with an attitude. Somebody that says, we're going to lose over my dead body. I think Golden Tate does bring that kind of attitude. Who on Detroit brings that kind of attitude, at least offensively? Reggie Bush? Brandon Pettigrew, I mean, honestly, who, yeah, who, I hear who you. brings that attitude? There isn't anybody. I mean, you would hope it's Stafford, and actually there have been glimpses, you know, anecdotally. Actually, not even my anecdote, watching NFL film stuff, it seems like Stafford is is, is one of those guys. But I, but I hear your point. It allows them, too, to probably go get uh, Justin Gilbert is where everybody has him projected to go, the, the best, apparently, the best cornerback out there coming out of college this year from Oklahoma State. And everybody has him slotted at number nine there. Otherwise, if they don't go Golden Tate, then they have a real choice between Mike Evans, maybe, of A&M, mm-hmm. or Justin Gilbert. So this probably suggests that now they definitely go corner there. Yeah, well, let's circle the other team that you brought up. I love that you brought up Arizona. I put them at 11. I don't know where you would rank them, 1 to 32. I don't know, but I know this. I the, the, the Carson Palmer, there's some QBs. You can't just say everybody... Um, you know, Car- Carson Palmer does throw a ton of picks. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I don't put him in the top ten or anywhere close, uh, for that matter, to uh, among QBs. But he is definitely a guy who, unlike let's say Aaron Rodgers, is not going to overcome a shoddy offensive line. Mm-hmm. They're just he is he is dreadful if he's under pressure. Now they go and get uh, Valdir from uh, from Oakland. They have yes. Jonathan Cooper from last who, year. Who missed basically a redshirt right. year. So now you figure now this so now that line is no longer a weakness. In fact, it's a strength. They have uh, you know uh, you, you think uh, Michael Floyd looked like he was coming on in the second mm-hmm. half of the year. You still have Larry Fitzgerald. Now that offense is good and. It doesn't have to be the Redskins of 1982. I mean, that defense is for real. It is. You look at their, and that's what I said in the power rankings, you look at their roster, their personnel, 
I tell you what, man, it's hard to find a lot of glaring weaknesses. I mean, they're, all three levels of their defense is, are good. I like the little John Carlson signing. Mm-hmm. I like those mid-tier guys. Basically, all they were trying to do is get us get a second tight end. Let's just get a second tight end so that we can play two tights. Carlson can make some catches for you. Obviously, the Veldier signing was the big one. It's really up to Carson Palmer. And it's really up to how weak the NFC West is going to be this year. If it's going to be as formidable as it's been in years past, they could be in trouble. Oh, it's again. going to be. It's if nothing else, it's going to be deeper because I I keep saying it. I don't want to get into it again, but you know the Niners are really talk about team to circle. I think they're a team with the arrow pointing down. Navarro Bowman may miss half the season. You don't know if he'll be right after that terrible knee injury. Justin Smith, you know, I talked to a lot of guys who X and O it up. I don't do it a lot myself because I rely on guys who sit there and watch the tape, you know, play by play. And everybody says the same thing. When Justin Smith goes and he's about ready to go because he's old, when when the skill goes there, that defense is in trouble because, uh, and, and, you know, he's, what is he now, 34, 35? He's I 35 mean, years old. Now, when I did the um, the free agency needs by division for NFL.com, I pointed that out on the Niners, and I thought that they needed to get some defensive linemen. And I, I got so many tweets and so many comments bringing up all these young players they have. That's fine. But a bunch of third and fifth round draft picks and free agents and whatever, you need a guy that can step in right now for the 49ers, get seven sacks, and be a force against the run. Yeah, maybe you have some guys that are really strong backups. That's great. But you don't have anyone that can step in and play at Justin Smith's level. And remember when he tore his triceps two yeah, years they, ago? Right. Alden Smith got shut out the rest of the year in sacks. Alden Smith had like. You know, they still get to the Super sacks. Bowl. They're a play away from winning, but the defense was clearly not, not as good. anywhere as close as what it was when Justin Smith was in there. Exactly. Um, I assume. I, I in fact, I saw you had Denver too. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's somebody who's a riser, or uh, who's the biggest riser, or the biggest faller out of the out of uh, the NFL? Well, one of the teams that I pushed up a little bit were the Colts. I I like the Akeem Nix signing, and and look, if Reggie Wayne comes back, imagine and, that, and, and, and Akeem Nix. Doesn't have season tickets to the injury report again. And Trent Richardson decides he's not going to be Trent Richardson anymore. <laughs> it could be awesome. How about another guy? But, How about another one to go with Kobe Fleener, the, uh, his pal from Stanford catching passes? Dwayne Allen is the guy back. with the higher upside yep. um, uh, between those two tight ends. What if he's the threat that, he's been, that, that he was uh, supposed to be when he came out of Clemson a couple of years ago? Egad, what an attack. 50 points a game kind of team. I completely agree. You asked for a dropper. I put the Cowboys as a dropper. They're down to 21. Boy, you must be sick with what's going on there, although Melton's a good uh, yeah, Melton was a – I mean, that really saved it. But keep in mind, he's coming off of a major right. injury. Uh, but, yeah. It was looking pretty bleak there for a while. They have several players coming off injury. They still aren't strong at the safety position. You know, they're <laughs> they're in trouble. But the great elixir, if you go, Dave, from 21 to 32 in the rankings, it's NFL.com slash power rankings, 21 to 32, who are you going to take over Tony Romo at quarterback? Yeah, well, but that's not exactly – that's damning with faint praise. You want uh, your well, team in the top 12 or so. Right, but what I mean is is that the reason why I didn't drop the Cowboys lower is they're clearly superior to every single team at the most important position. That's what's going to keep them hovering around 7-9 or nine and 8-8. Eight and, eight. and I know people get tired of me defending him, but even you would have to admit – that he keeps them in football games, mm-hmm. and it, but their defense doesn't keep them in anything. Who who do you have as the fourth best team in the AFC? Fourth, be- 
Well, because listen, it goes random as it well, gets, because but, no, okay. no, because I'll, I'll tell ahead. you why it makes sense. Because okay. the Packers and I mean Packers, the Patriots and and uh, Broncos are clearly one and two right yep, now. Yep. And then after that, the Colts are hard to argue yep. with, especially in that division. But I, I I could make a case for the Texans being relevant this year and for okay. the Cleveland Browns being relevant this year. Well, I have the Chiefs uh, fourth because they went eleven and five last year. Keep in mind they threw away a game against San Diego when they right. when they started a bunch of nobodies because they didn't care to win the game. That's a good one. Yeah, and you know the, the Chiefs, I think they clearly are behind the Broncos and Patriots right now, especially if you're still relying on Donnie Avery. But I still think the Chiefs are, to answer your question, the fourth best team. But I went back to back AFC West because at fifth, I've got San Diego. Ooh, not that's fifth overall, good. but yeah. fifth at twelfth overall, right behind the Cardinals. I have the Chargers, and my point there is kind of like your point on the Cardinals. That if you look at this team, it's really not that bad. They're just in a division where they've got the Chiefs and they've got the Broncos. But you take San Diego out of the AFC West. What if you drop San Diego in the AFC South? Well, listen, San Diego, if you go back and look at it, they were on the wrong end of some tight game. They pulled out the one in Arrowhead on, in the last minute, but yes. they lost a lot of games that had to be crushing. Starting with the, week one. Yeah, they could have. Right. Houston. Against Houston, exactly. Um, and they gave I, Denver all they could handle in the playoffs. I'm telling you, the Texans go clowny, and then they come back with A.J. McCarron. That's the recipe for getting to the playoffs for that team. Um, all right, so now let's take uh, Black Tie. You want us to get to some tweeted uh, questions here from uh, from uh, the Czech Republic? Let's do it. And the best tweet, and we sent this out earlier, the best question gets the uh, Maurice Jones Jew sign headshot headshot perhaps yep. perhaps uh in the backfield for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2014 how do you feel about that uh, I don't know it's that not, is one of the questions it is, doesn't, it a, is it a meh well I'll tell you my thought on that is uh like I just said meh it's fine it'd be nice to have him and living in a vacuum I my my response is well they have Levy and Bell They're, the issue isn't whether or not they have a decent running back but of course practically Running backs get hurt, so it'd be nice to have the luxury of yeah. MJD to to spell Levy and Bell, but it doesn't address the the core issues with the Steelers. No, Their ability uh, to run the ball—I mean, not not run the ball, but to have a guy who can do it effectively—isn't the issue. But I'll go your own playoff history. By your own, I mean your Steelers. Obviously, you had the bettest Willie Parker train going yeah. in, in 2005, and then if you go on the opposition, remember the 07 wild card that the Jags came in and thumped the Steelers at Heinz. With Fred, Fred Taylor, Taylor and MJD. And MJD right. So as a tandem, uh, I think that could be a very, very good tandem. Yeah, well, listen, while the rest of the league uh, slings it all over the place, I'm waiting for somebody. Well, listen, that's on some level, that is what the Seahawks did last year, is that they really hammered you on the ground and played sound defense. That that either, that opportunity exists just because when, once you open up the passing game, then it makes sense that then there would be more room to run the football, too, as Not uh, to mention, you know, those safeties start yeah. to drop deeper on you. you. You don't want to get Roethlisberger killed. I mean, look, your, your offensive line is – so-so at best. And Roethlisberger loves to hold the football just like Aaron Rodgers does. You run the football a little bit more, you have more opportunities for play action, and your quarterback doesn't get killed. Um, all right, here we go. At Swigzy, uh, he asks, why is the DDFP 45 minutes in season and an hour and a half out of season? The F stands for football, right? No, that's not what it stands for. It stands for f – I'm not going to say it. You know where I'm going with that, you creepo. Listen, we like to well, – I have a lot of colors in my rainbow, as does Black Tie, as does Rank, Handsome Hank, and Elliot and all the other people. We're not, we're not robots who just sit around and talk football. We're full-color people. You understand? 
Speaking of which, what do you like better? Here, we're asking everybody this month, E.H., what do you like better among Girl Scout cookies, Samoas or Thin Mints? Well, I'm already on the record with you on this. I was on a couple weeks ago, and I think, oh, you were. I think that's when you first launched oh, this maybe, whole maybe. campaign. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Thin Mint guy. Good for you. Good for you. See, don't you see that the, that the elegant among us always go Thin Mint? You people who act like children are the ones who who like the Samoas. That's what you you need it all on, in front of you. That's like a kid in a, grabbing every piece of candy you can possibly shove in your mouth at one time. Have some taste, black tie. The next question comes to us from Laser Blazer. He says, "Any chance you will do a DDFP pod for the top 100 list this year on NFL Network each year? Now, what will this be? F- season?" Four or five, even they five I top one hundred players in the NFL as we sit here between seasons twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. I love that. Matter of fact, DH, lay it on me here. Just uh, I, I haven't given this any thought whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We can't list off a hundred players off the top of our head here in any proper order. But give me like your top five. Who are your top five players in the NFL right now? Oh. Let's see if we can do ten. Okay. No, top five for EH, top five for Sheck. Ten is just. Way All right, I'm gonna, too much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, I've got my one. I. You're gonna say someone uh, that's that's unexpected. I bet you're gonna say Earl Thomas. I am not. JJ Watt. Actually, if I if I if I'm talking about we're just trying to win this year, I'm not looking at the future. I'm not looking at anything, but I just want to win this year. I'll take Tom Brady. Hmm. Well, that's see to me the correct answer is Aaron Rodgers for exactly that I, reason. And I knew that was coming. All right, so I go Rodgers one. Brady would be – would he be my two? I guess he'd be my second quarterback. But listen, I do – I really do dig J.J. Watt. Even though his yep. team went 2-14 and 14 last year, so obviously he's not – if you drop him onto a team, he doesn't naturally – turn. Uh, you know, automatically turn you into a winner. Uh, keep going here, E.H. Okay, so again, we're just trying to win this year. This right? is weird because yeah. Revis and now the the the, the lockdown corner conversation is sort of murky right now. I'll go Megatron number two. The Lions without him, they, ah. they, they don't have anything. Jimmy Graham three. How about that? So or you go top Jimmy five. Gra- All right, you go Jimmy Graham three. I'll take. It's hard to do because you're, now I'm getting confused by what standard I apply here because quarterbacks are important. But like I keep saying. This offseason, my, my realization is that it's depth that wins. It's not the quality of your quarterback necessarily. It's how deep you go in your roster. But anyway. So you got Rodgers, Watt, Revis. Is that right? Rodgers? Or did you say Rodgers, Brady? I mean, there's got to be a cute. I mean, I'm being foolish if I don't put a quarterback or two up there. Drew Brees. Although, you know, listen, Jimmy Graham is in my top five for sure. Okay, so you've got – I'm just trying to organize I'm here. going – I don't know about yeah. the quarterbacks, but okay. I know this. I'm going I'm going one Aaron Rodgers. After that, though, I definitely will include Jimmy Graham, then Calvin Johnson, then J.J. Watt. That's But those guys are all in my top five. And okay. so there's room for one more, which would be probably Tom Brady. All right, I, I will go Brady, Calvin Johnson – uh, I will go J.J. Watt. Uh, I will go Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. All right. All right. The quarterbacks are almost – It's almost. That's we should tie. almost do non-QBs. Yeah, that, that's a tie. I agree. I and have, Roethlisberger needs to be in everybody's top 15. Peyton Manning, four, wrong. Brees, five. Right, like though. That. Roethlisberger is, is top 15. you got to put him in th- – or top 20 at worst, well, right? Well, you, you know – that list is really when it comes to quarterbacks. You know, you know who I'm going to say who wasn't even in the top 100. Who Romo? You know, yeah, he didn't even make it last year. But you don't think he's top 20? No, no. Right. 
No way. Not top twenty. Um, Romo's not a top twenty player in the NFL today. What, I mean, how about this? Is Adrian Peterson top twenty? Is Shady McCoy top Shady ten? Absolutely is top ten. I'd put Shady right around ten. Right around now there. that I, now that we're talking about this, I'm excited for this top 100 list now this year because there are a lot of sh- you know Adrian Peterson the year before. Well, of course he's got to be in the top two or three. Now he may not be in the top 20. Uh, he had a good year though. I mean, and there's going to be some guys that if if the list is done right, who should sneak up? Who should really be a lot higher than you? Like Akib Talib should be a lot higher than you think. Right. He was outstanding. Who's number? Year. Who's the number two wide receiver then? Ooh, you know, I used to think it was Dez, but I, you know. If I again, if I'm trying to win this year, I'd rather have Brandon Marshall than just about anybody mm-hmm. other than Megatron. And do we? Do you still agree with me? I think you agreed with me when I said this during the season. I'd rather have the Bears pair of wide receivers than I would the the Falcons. I would too. I am for no other reason than just trying to match up your corner size wise with them is darn near impossible. Here's the one Daniel Jeremiah floated. What if they go? What if the Browns get Sammy Watkins and they go Josh Gordon, Sammy Watkins? That immediately is in the top three or so wide receiver tandems out there. And then what if they uh, get Dane Sansenbacher? I know who Dane Sansenbacher is, but I don't know what, what role he plays in this conversation. I just wanted to say his name. <laughs> All right, next question from at Zan Wood. He says, question for Damashek: Do you actually talk like that day to day? That hurts yes. my feelings. Can I answer that? Yes. Why? You know, Black I don't tie. understand. I jump in here, man. Dave, on one hand, lay out. Just lay on out. On one hand, what kind of, what would I, what, do yes. people think I have a voice like, uh, Black tie, please. like John Facenda or John Cricky, but I choose to talk in an annoying fashion? Or what? Don Cricky. What did I say? Bob Cricky? <laughs> Bob Trumpy and Don Cricky. Yeah, Don, whoever. I, all right, fine. <laughs> I don't have the voice of a, of a classic play-by-play man. Go spit, all you. And why would I fake it if I did have such a voice? Now go ahead, E.H. Say whatever you have to say. Black tie? He totally does. You know, he comes in the in our blue room, which is our dot-com video room, and he keeps yapping all day. So? So loud in that exact same voice. <laughs> I walked around the newsroom, asked everybody, Rocky Blyer, Drew Pearson, two people knew who they were. Two people! Right. That's exactly how he talks, right? Well, I was really. outraged. That wasn't very good. I was outraged. That wasn't too bad. You do a better uh, hey, hair, I, Shaq. I do. Than... Hey, look here. Look here, Shaq, now. You're from uh, way up uh, in uh, Steel City. Steel City. You know, that's a, I, I, I come from uh, deep south. I'm from Texas, you understand. I wear cowboy boots. Ladies love me. Um, we, uh, we, we can't wait to get you out here to be a part of these Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that's Terrence Newman. We got to have the uh, Jerry Jones off. We looked at uh, Damashek. He uh, spent a little too much time in his interview on LinkedIn. We had to let him go. But uh, <laughs> Did I tell you, E.H., that I kibitzed with, with uh, Jerry Jones at the Super Bowl? You did not. I absolutely did. I did. I asked him. I said, I, listen, we, we, uh, we broke bread together yeah. at, at uh, NFL Honors. I had a cheese tray, and uh, we, we shared some cheese and crack. Oh, no, he didn't take any, uh, Jerry Jones. But my first question was to him, don't you think it's crazy that you get beaten up the way you do for having a hand in personnel decisions. If I were in charge of an organization, a billion-dollar organization, and it was uh, something that was whimsical in nature, like a football team, you can bet I would be—I'd be all over that. I don't care. 
let me listen. If I went 0 and 16 two straight years, then I might say, all right, maybe we need somebody else in here. But you can bet that I'd be making draft picks. Oh, who's the head? Co- oh, the head coach wants an offensive tackle. No way! I want someone excited. We're getting that guy out of that that burner out of Florida State. That would be my conversation. Jerry agreed with me. Black tie. Wouldn't it have been just perfect poetic justice? As much as Sheck asked people completely inappropriate questions, if Jerry would have looked back at him and said, "Duh." You like Pepper Jack or Colby because I, duh. I, I mean, that would have been the perfect response to you. It would have been great Your if he would have. Tray. You know what was funny about Jerry Jones? So I had my cheese tray because I was, I was being classy. It was a formal event, you see. So I was offering cheese and crackers. And he didn't want any. But then he said, you want me to hold it for you so you can get some? I thought this was a. I thought that was a classy move. You think a billionaire is there to cater to anyone else? He's offering to hold the cheese tray for me. Kudos to you, Mr. Jones. I grade my own Parmesan. I'm involved. (laughs) Sorry. Next question comes to us um, from at J. Kapoor NYC. Which NFL mascot would make the best dinner entree? Wow, that's a good question. Off the top of my head, I wouldn't want to eat a bear. Um, Jamal Charles, when I had him, when I interviewed him and asked him what, if he could only oh, eat the I thought flesh. you were going to say chief. So I was just no, no, no. I asked Jamal Charles, though, if he could only eat the flesh of one beast for the rest of his life and, and never eat another. Again, the only thing you can have is cow. Be he, I don't think he understood the question, and he said lion, which I thought was a good, <laughs> which was weird. But I would not want to eat a lion or a tiger. Dolphin? Is that are we getting closer? Mm. To, what's edible even? I don't want to eat a, a I no a dolphin might be it. No human is Bronco. Uh, I would say I, I no. would I would say well you can't really say a, oh, a bill buffalo a yeah. buffalo oh yeah there's your answer even though the answer bill right is actually not the oh wait a the, second the, there's the, the buffalo itself see what do you do yeah you it's buffalo bill the man who tried to kill all the buffaloes right yeah that's not it's not a buffalo it's the man buffalo bill so he's out well I don't want any human being you ever eaten any horse black tie. I have not. I did go to an uh, exotic night at one of these uh, Brazilian steakhouses, and they had all kinds of stuff. I know. Alligator. That's like a thing they you can had, get now. It's, I, yeah. don't know if, I don't know if you can get it in the U.S., but I see some of those Anthony Bourdain kind of shows where he goes around, and they eat horse, and it's a delicacy. I just I don't, I, I don't know that I could. I had a few things that night that I would not never mention well, again. But yeah, Just from the sound of it, I wouldn't want Cleveland's mascot. E.H. came to play today. Look who's on. Um, wait, I want to just make sure we get the right answer here. It's gotta There's got to be Buffalo, be a... right? Buffalo well, no. or how Dolphin. About, how about this? What would be more patriotic than eating an eagle? Maybe it wouldn't be patriotic, <laughs> but, patriotic. but it's poultry. At least it'd be poultry. How about, oh, I wouldn't want a cardinal. I don't know exactly what a seahawk is. You don't want a raven. No, definitely not a raven. Some bird, though. You Falcon. think there's no bird? Yeah, falcon might taste good. I don't know. I don't know the. I've never oh, heard yeah, of well, eating falcon. Ram. Actually, in in, uh, in Nigeria, we eat a lot of like goats and cows. That, that and, is that right? This is. I'll tell you what. This is the first order of business when I get Kamish Goodell on the line. Is we need to get a mascot that's worthy of eating here, Kamish. There's not. Does the, any other league have one though? If you think about it. Nobody's the chickens. Nobody's the cows. Is anybody a steer? Like uh, the Texans. Marlins. Okay, that's see, that's one. Any team? Well, Chicago. I mean, NBA has the Bulls, so you would eat you a would bull. Have a bull over a buffalo. And isn't a, a bull a ram? cow? Yeah, but but isn't me, a bull a cow though? Isn't that the same thing? Buffaloes yeah. are the Bills. They're not the hey, Buffalo that's, Buffaloes. That's good. 
Good call. It is Buffalo Bill Cody. Is a Buffalo. That's so. the city. That's why it's insane that the team name is named after the man who tried to kill all, right, all the is, buffaloes. It was insane. Wait, I want to just I, all right. I I I want to move on too, but I also want to make sure that we don't skip. I'm curious something. what you think about the all-time Steelers team. I know you have some some arguments. I all mean, right. I thought of you when I did this. I, I was well, thinking well, of your pie. I base. thought of me too when you were doing this. I <laughs> I, I couldn't believe because I I sent out so eh. Well, we have one more. We have uh, how many more questions do we have? All right. Well, why can't we? Why can't we play by our own rules? Why we, do we have to do that on the back end? Do the tweets in yeah, order? Yeah. One more Twitter question. Yeah. And then right. We'll do Steelers. Well, we did. We have more than just one. Um, oh, this is a good one. At love underscore Ruth. How well do you really know the back of your hand? Is that the worst saying ever? I like that question, and I've said many times before, there are a lot of cliches that if you really break them down, they make no sense. One that's applied to football games a lot is there's no love lost between these two teams. I don't know if that one makes sense. I don't understand it at all. I know the implication is that they hate each other, but it seems like they're being sarcastic. Like, there is no love lost, but there was never love to begin with, and I don't I don't get exactly what you're insinuating, although I get the the... the what, what what you're getting at. Um, he wants to have his cake and eat it too. You know, this is, if you give me a cake, I'm going to eat it. But then they act like you're a glutton. If and I give you a cake and you eat it, I know that it properly is. He wants to eat his cake and have it too, but that's not the way anybody says Unless it anymore. Unless you're Milton and now, you don't get cake. What does that mean? Come on. You never saw Office Space with Milton? Oh, he yeah. looking at, that's another uh, good <laughs> that's question right. for uh, you-know-who. Uh, for for Jerry Jones? No. For you-know-who. <laughs> the age is always good for one obscure movie reference that has everyone. Office Space is not obscure. No, I know it's not. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like he, he drops it and everyone looks around like, wait, what is he talking everyone about? Under 40, everyone under 40 has seen Office Space with the possible that. exception of Black Tie. Let's play it now. EH, has he seen Office Space? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, too. Yes. I think we're going to win here. No, you're not going to win. Oh, come on. Oh, black tie. What do you Sorry. do with your time? I could, My I uh, could, list of shame is I pretty big. Studio except... 66 down. I you're like the guy in the, you're like the most interesting man in the world. What are you up to that you would never see a movie? You're just always I out. I, I tell you what, though. Tom Catton all by over far, the. By far, I prefer TV shows to movies. By I, far. I specifically said no salt. <laughs> there was salt. <laughs> but listen, he, so. The, the, this is a fascinating thing she brings up, though, this Ruth. How do you really know the back of your hand? You have all the parts of your body. What part part of your body do you know the worst? The bottom of your foot? The small of your back. Yeah, I guess so. That, that probably is the correct answer there. Back of your hand, I, I would contend. It's not very distinctive at all. You know, it's, I mean, if your palm, yeah, but back of your hand is very... I know mine real well right now because I broke my thumb on Sunday. Would you so be able to? Would you be able to if you were, if it were a mirror effect, so you didn't know if you were looking at left or right? Would you be able to distinguish your left from your right? Yes. If I showed you pictures of your hand and said yes. you would know which. Yeah, is but what? only because of sports injuries. Uh, yeah, that's what I have. See, I have the crooked uh, basketball finger. Um, yeah, so I always know my left hand there. Um, at Vito KPC, if Shaq could only watch one actor's films for the rest of his days, would he pick Patrick Swayze or Harrison Ford? I mean, I'll, I'll let you answer that one. That, that's easy. I mean, I think you would take Witness over any... 
Patrick Swayze film. I think, and Witness is like your fifth favorite Harrison Ford that's film. That's exactly behind right. Behind Empire. You love Temple of Doom. You like Raiders even more than Temple of Doom. Oh, look that's, who listens. That's Isn't that three. nice to be listened to, Black Tie? You see how nice I feel when somebody listens to my words? I watched Regarding Henry for the first time in like 10 years. That's a dreadful night. movie. You didn't like it, huh? That's stupid. I it's watched so, it. So wait, so he suffers a head injury, and that makes him nice? That's, that's what they... And ba- it's sort of the Forrest Gump effect, which is that if you're... Uh, that that was the message of, of Gump as well. Being dim-witted is, is better. You know, if if you ask too many questions, if you if you gain a greater understanding of uh, of existence, you're probably not going to be happy. You want a little movie, which is true, little... but it's also a dark message to to issue to the masses. That's true. A little Harrison Ford uh, movie trivia for you: uh, What movie did he put Sigourney Weaver in her place? In what movie? Mosquito Coast? I don't know. Well, he has a little bit role in this movie, Working Girl. Oh man, how did I forget that? I he know he's in it. It's not that small. It. It's a significant role. He's the 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 story pivots on him because that's she, true. Melanie uh, Melanie Griffith winds up with him. Yeah, um, yeah, he's cool. He 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 can do no wrong until regarding Henry. Then it's all downhill since then. But he had that window going. I mean, he was Doctor Jones. He was Rick Deckard in Blade Runner. And he's uh, and he's hand solo. I mean, can you do any better than that? The answer is no. No, you cannot. All right, let's talk. So, thanks to everybody for the questions. We have more here, but we're not going to get through them who's all. Who's gonna? Who's the? What was the best question? What do you think's the best question, EH? Which did you? Enjoy? I enjoyed the top one hundred question. That's a good. Is that lame? EH, what about you? Well, for Sheck randomness, I mean, you got a the, the mascot question. The mascot question is pretty strong. Yeah, Jacobor. Yeah, that's yeah. A better let's one. do it. So the mas- mascot question. I don't know if we got it right. Jacobor. Did we get it right is the question. A colt? A raven? No. A giant? Certainly not. I, Ram. Ram is the easiest, I, I, I got to say. The, the problem is is that there are a lot of human-based uh, mascots in the NFL. Wait, so just don't so, think about those guys. Move on. Right. I only have like 10 options once you get past those. Um, all right, EH, let's talk about your top 100. I mean your top 100. Your uh, all-time Steelers roster and the, like we talked about um, – like you said, it's at NFL.com, and I also posted at NFL.com slash Dave my retort. And I think the, yeah. the, the key issues are, and let's start with quarterback, it's a debate between two guys. Bradshaw with his four rings, four for four, played his best, especially in those really three Super Bowls. In 10, 13, and 14 was dynamite, although he had three picks in Super Bowl fourteen, Nonetheless, terrific. And, in fact, the first two 300-yard passing games of his career were Super Bowl 13 and 14, which is well, uh, hard to fathom of, for a youngster. You're kind of proving my point right there. I know, and Roethlisberger didn't play well. But as I've said umpteen times, Roth- Bradshaw always got to play behind a great offensive line. A good Roethlisberger offensive line. didn't. I'll yeah, say well, a good offensive line. Because when I was trying to find all-time Steelers, the two hardest positions to fill true, the, were tackle and guard. Because they're just – you got Fanica and then who? And at tackle, you don't have anyone that's played – had more than about two Pro Bowl appearances. Tunch Ilkin, mm-hmm. okay? You had John Kolb. I went through their entire history. There was not one Steeler guard that had more than a, one Pro Bowl appearance other than Alan Fanica 
since the early 60s. And it's funny and ironic that that would be the case because they, they've run that. They, they love to pull the athletic guard from the right to, to run that, and that's always been a staple for them. And, and to have somebody who can, uh, can pick up and, and, uh, and get to the other side. Right. And, th- and yet, you're right. But Marvell Smith was good. I mean, I, but you're right. That Sam were, Davis, you had good players. Right. Just you, just not, didn't, you didn't have that three or four time all pro. The other one is, but so uh, so I go Roethlisberger because he clearly has had to carry the load much mm-hmm. more than Bradshaw. Ever and he was, was better out of the gate than Bradshaw was. True, different era though as well. But yeah, it did take. I mean, that's another thing. Given mm-hmm. the different eras, I think young people, if you had to now imagine football would quickly become unpopular to young people if you said to them, "Oh yeah, when you draft a quarterback, he's not going to be playing for another 5 years reasonably. He's not going to be the starting QB." That has changed entirely. You draft a quarterback in the first round, he plays in the yeah. in his rookie season or he's a failure. Hey, two best throws in Super Bowl history to me are Manning to Manningham uh, a couple of years ago right. on the sideline and Bradshaw to Swan. I know Swan gets all the credit for that game, but that that was a big time bomb down the middle of the field, taking a huge hit from Larry Cole. Maybe the biggest hit a quarterback's ever taken the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl 10, 64-yarder. But, you know, listen, don't forget Roethlisberger to San Antonio to win the Super Bowl. It's pretty solid, but to me, I remember more the catch than the throw there. Yeah, right, right. There's some fluke to the – but it does wind up in the only spot that uh, a play could possibly be made on it. Um so and the the thing about Bradshaw that he does get ignored for it's a, you know at this point twenty five years later all anybody knows about him is he's a country rube and all that he's yeah, a silly on. man but man did he he had one of the all time arms he sure did go he, back and watch go watch how uh, he can push it downfield when he wants to he sure go watch did. Super Bowl fourteen when he throws the game winning touchdown pass to John Stallworth and see see how quick that ball travels. Uh, 60 yards in the air and drops right in the in the stalwart's hands. How good would the Steelers have been if his career didn't take the arc that it did? Bradshaw got better as he got older. I mean, once he got hurt, he was a very good quarterback. He was not that good when the when the rest of the team was younger in 74, their first Super Bowl. If you right. could combine 34-year-old Terry Bradshaw with the 1974 Steelers, look out. They wouldn't have lost a game. Oh, yeah. you talk, I mean, people talk about, oh, you know, they're hiding the quarterback. That's just exactly what the Steelers did until the, until the latter part of the 70s. Then they become pass first. But, again, he had Lynn Swan and John Stallworth yep. and – you know, Roethlisberger's had some nice receivers at, at at his height. He had Plexico and Heinz Ward. That was the best duo he ever had. Heinz probably. over Swan. Well, so, no, so yeah. Listen, Swan did it in the in the big game. He did. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. All these dopes who say, "Oh, look at his numbers." I don't listen. First of all, it was a different era, so the statistics are not nearly what the current uh, receivers are. He stepped up in the big game. You I, see, I I agree with you. Okay, I'm all I'm all for the, the small career when it's someone like Terrell Davis who had a catastrophic injury. Lynn Swan only had about five or six years where he was a top receiver. He's only in the league for nine years, right? And and he wasn't great for all nine of those years either. Heinz Ward had a great career. I agree. Listen, Sam I know I, I certainly think he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, I, I, the 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 argument against him, whether you like it or not, here's what the voters are going to do, especially once they get a few years removed from him. His numbers are there; they look mm-hmm. good. He's a Super Bowl MVP on top of it, and everything else. But what people are going to fall back on is is that visceral, like the the John Madden. Hey, this guy's a football player. This guy, that's what Heinz Ward's not a receiver. He's a well, in fact, he is actually also a fo- uh, he he's a wide receiver specifically. Yeah. But you're large. Your point, John Madden, is well taken. He is a football player. He's a rugged guy. Listen, they had to change the rules because of him. Well, the the 
Black Tie is sitting here rushing me big time. So all I'm going to say is it was tough taking Greg Lloyd over James Harrison. You got on me about that before the podcast started. That's a tough one. I'm sticking with it. Listen, he was terrific. I mean, you could put Kevin Green in there. You could put Jack Ham. I see Jack Ham didn't even make your roster. That's not true. Oh, no, Andy Russell didn't make your your roster. All right. Listen, it's good reading, as uh, as are the power rankings. Both are available for you. At NFL.com, both penned by the great Elliot Harrison. He and I, I'm just going to say this and nothing more. We have something very good coming up for you in the next couple weeks. That's all I'm saying about it. Mm -hmm. But you're going to like it, I think, if you're a football fan. All right, thanks to everybody who tweeted us. Keep those coming. we got to make that a more regular feature, Black Tie. That's fine. we got to tend our our tweets more often than we do. All right, we'll be back next week with some more hooey and applesauce for you. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.